Hi, I'm Thomas Clements, and this is the Zenith Ministries Podcast. Welcome to our message of hope, security, and an exploration of true happiness. I'm glad you're here with us as we continue to share our stories of the many peaks and valleys of life and the beauty, truth, and goodness we were able to find in it. Please visit our website at zenithministries.com to connect with us to discover more. It is said that the most popular theory for the beginning of time and space is the Big Bang. This is the theory which states that 13.8 billion years ago, everything in the cosmos started out as a single point in space. In an instant, everything expanded outward from that location, forming the energy, atoms, and eventually the stars and galaxies we see today. An impressive theory, one that can easily be reconciled with the creation narratives of Christianity. However, there are many who renounce the account of God creating the universe, choosing various other viewpoints, even random chance, as the reason why there is something rather than nothing. Okay, so Monsignor Georges, uh, bear with me on this pronunciation, uh, Lemaitre, a Roman Catholic priest, is credited with conceiving and advancing the Big Bang Theory in 1927. This was at a time when many scientists believed that the universe was infinite, and therefore most had trouble accepting Monsignor Lemaitre's proposal. However, after Edwin Hubble reported in 1929 his observations that far galaxies are continuing to move further away from us, scientists began to accept the theory. This included Stephen Hawking, whose work in the 1960s helped to further the understanding that the universe has a beginning. A sensible decision? If we observe that galaxies in space are moving further away from each other, then it would make perfect sense that they were at one time very close together. Moreover, it would be correct to infer that there was some force that caused the galaxies to separate and expand. While science is a great tool in discerning and discovering aspects of reality, it cannot be deemed the sole arbiter of what is real and what is not. To say that God did not have a role in the beginning of time and space is an unscientific claim. I state that there is much more proof for God than there is for the idea of a godless beginning of everything. First, we can scientifically observe the world around us and see that in no other circumstance does something cause itself. Nothing else seems to just happen without a prior existing thing bringing it about. To say that the Big Bang cause itself would be an exception in which we allow for a self-cause entity to exist. If one wanted to turn the tables, so to say, on Christians and our God, we see that the definition of God is that he is not created, therefore not self-caused, but an infinite being. We believe this as it has been revealed to us through divine revelation and not from mere observation. Furthermore, we do not believe this as sole individuals or as part of a cult, but as members of an institution with rich foundational tradition, which brings me to my next point. If we look at the evidence for our faith that has been handed down over the millennia, we can rest assured that when we assert that the creation of life and the world by an all-loving God is reality, we are in good standing and good company. 
The church itself has 2,000 years of teachings and further clarifications from many respectable, intelligent people. If one does the work, one will find logical conclusions and insights within these teachings. Furthermore, much like Christ performed miracles to affirm his teaching, so too do we find many miracles throughout the history of the church to affirm our faith. Two of the strongest are the Tilma of Our Lady of Guadalupe, still on display in Mexico City, and then the Eucharistic miracle of Lanciano, still on display in Lanciano, Italy. While many can assume these two phenomena, both studied and tested, are false and easily ignore them, that does not prove them to be false. In fact, in many of its investigations of miracles, the church has asked atheist scientists to study them in order to receive unbiased conclusions. While these miracles and testimonies are indeed extraordinary, there is still more for the Christian in our faith. In fact, not only can we know more about our faith and come to know of God's power, but we are also able to know God himself, growing closer to him and experiencing his power each day. Just like it is possible for one to buy a really expensive telescope and witness for themselves the drifting of the planets to believe in the Big Bang, it is also possible for one to know for themselves that God exists. However, before God proves himself to us, we need to prove ourselves to him. Throughout the Gospels, the miracles that Christ performs on behalf of the sick, the blind, the deaf, are for those who show great faith in him. The hemorrhaging woman who touches his cloak, the paralyzed man lowered through the roof by his friends, and the centurion whose slave was also in need of healing, all went before Jesus with faith. While God, too, is the source of this faith, we must use our free will to accept his revelation and whatever he has planned for us. Additionally, it is interesting to note that all of these men and women manifested their faith to Jesus in a big way. It might not have been as comfortable as it seems for these people to go before Christ in front of others, humbly show their weaknesses, and ask for healing. In a way, they needed to leave their comfort zones in order to experience Jesus in this way. So too must we be stretched at times in order to experience God. Furthermore, we must go humbly, seeking Him on His terms. We cannot reduce God into an organism that we can fully know and study exhaustively. If we could, He would not be God. In a way, the origin of the universe is an interesting analogy for God. Today, we can study and learn more about it, but we cannot fully identify nor comprehend how or why the universe began through science with the unique role of Earth in supporting life. Nor can we know God fully. However, with the testimonies we find in the church over the past 2,000 years, along with the Jewish foundations on which these accounts are based, as well as our own experience of God in our daily, ever-enriched lives, we can study and learn more about God while not fully comprehending Him. In our study and growth and relationship with the Almighty, there are things we can actively do to both prove ourselves to Him and know God and our faith more. First, we can read some of the following books that I'd I'd like to recommend. First, we have Practical Theology by Dr. Peter Kreft, uh, Particles of Faith, A Catholic Guide to Navigating Science by Stacey Trisankos, uh, Pints with Aquinas by Matt Frad, uh, and and any of his his podcasts also entitled Pints with Aquinas, Um, Theology for Beginners by Frank Shee. That's one of my favorites. 
And then here's a great one on church history. It's called Triumph, the Power and the Glory of the Catholic Church by H.W. Crocker III. A second, as mentioned in previous podcasts, we can practice some of the following devotions like the rosary, uh, the daily office, which can even just be the morning prayer. Uh, we can go to mass more than just on Sundays, even every day is possible. There's routine adoration, uh, scheduled prayer time, daily Bible or gospel meditation. We can also join or start a prayer group that involves any of the above devotions or, or the books listed. Our faith is much more than a viewpoint, opinion, or a theory of life. It is even more than a way of life because it is life itself. These books and practices are ways for us to encounter this life that raises us up both now and at the end of our lives. Our faith is bursting with much more, and I would argue that it is able to be proven. So I just saw the movie Tenet, uh, Christopher Nolan's latest film, which I loved. So if you like understanding the movie from start to finish and actually being able to hear everything that the characters are saying, this movie may not be for you. For me, the cinematography, cool soundtrack, and action sequences far made up for these things, and I liked trying to figure the movie out as it progressed, which really reminds me of our life experience. Now, I'm not going to spoil anything, but the movie starts with a bunch of action and never quite stops to explain itself. You just sort of experience it as you watch John David Washington run around, beat up bad guys, and manipulate time as he fights to stop World War III. A really fun flick. So the movie unravels before the viewer's eyes and it's up to them to piece everything together and figure out what is going on. My friends and I were honestly baffled for so long trying to make sense of it. I think another viewing of it should do the trick, but I could also, and probably will, look up explanations online to get a better understanding of the story and have others teach me about what I am missing. So yeah, I think this movie experience is very similar to life for humans. We enter into the world and there is already so much going on. It's very confusing for like the first 20 years, but we slowly figure things out. Furthermore, we can have people who know better than we do explain everything to us, uh, ahem, like the church and the Bible. Just like an article on the internet can explain the movie Tenet to me. So life is like a story that is unraveling before our eyes. We are figuring out what the director intended to communicate to us as we go. In the movie Tenet, various explanations are given and you slowly put together the mystery. Same with life. Now here is something interesting. Say I go onto the internet, which tends to be a source of much false information, unfortunately, and I find a site that attempts to explain the movie Tenet, but gives a bunch of false information. I could be in a terrible situation in regards to understanding the movie. I may even become more confused about it as a result and become less enthralled with the movie. This would ruin my experience and make it less fun for me. Uh, similarly, uh, there are many people out there spreading false information about life. They say things like, look how the church opposes science or God's existence has been scientifically debunked and the experience of life for other people is diminished because of this. They are led astray, believing the falsehoods to be true, and they miss out on so much. Okay, also, the audio for Christopher Nolan films are apparently notoriously bad. I read that he likes to focus more on the soundtrack and sound effects than he does dialogue. And to be honest, 
Uh, this did not bother me in Tenet as much as it did my friends, but there were at times that I wondered if the theater's sound system was broken. In fact, if I had not checked on the internet what other people were saying about the sound quality of the dialogue of the film like I did, I might have continued thinking poorly about the theater we attended. So too is it possible to misunderstand life and the world we live in to arrive at erroneous conclusions that can lead us to a diminished experience of life. We need to go to those who know better. And as we saw at the beginning of this podcast, the church, while filled with members who are incredibly broken and imperfect, the church as a whole has a track record for knowing better. There have been many people in the church who have done good and said many beautiful things. Having faith in God is actually based on legitimate evidence. Every article of faith can be reasonably defended. This is actually what I discovered coming back to the church. Everything was reasonable. Now, sometimes it took uh, time to better understand, and much is not fully understood, but it all makes sense. Moreover, the more I progress in my relationship with God, the more I understand and the more He fills me. It has gotten so much simpler, yet so much deeper. And the thing is, is that it is hard to explain. You have to experience it. We have to journey ourselves to better understand. And to experience it, you need to believe. But it's not a blind belief. As we saw earlier, there is plenty of evidence for belief in God. However, we still hear people say, that's not enough. They still have trouble finding God in this world. And to that, my response is, follow the method of the saints. Read their writings, listen to their advice and insight, observe their procedures of how they discovered and grew closer to God. Don't follow those who have failed to find him, atheists like Richard Dawkins and Stephen Hawking. If they knew how to find him, their books would have been much different, but they didn't find him, so they can't be deemed experts on him. The saints have all been successful and have so much to say on their relationship with God, and you can have it too. So much like any scientific experiment, uh, if, we have, if we hope to find the same conclusion as the saints, uh, if we hope to, to find God and prove he exists, we must follow their procedures and use the same tools as they did. And what are the procedures and tools of the saints? Well, first, they all went to God with patience, humility, faith, hope, and love. They sought him in prayer and responded to him with obedience when they found him. They did not write off their experiences as coincidence or mental delusion. While this has been the case at times with the saints, they have been able to know God and know that he is real, very real. And that's really it. There is so much more afforded us in the Catholic Church to help us know God and grow closer to Him. And I guess I need to add that being in the state of grace, which means cutting out serious sin in your life and seeking to love God and other humans, this too can help guarantee you success in proving God's existence. But God is able to work outside of this as well. I mean, look at Acts 10 when Peter preached to Cornelius and his Gentile friends, none of whom who had even heard of baptism or any sacrament but the Holy Spirit fell on these people anyway. They were not yet baptized, and yet they still had an experience like the apostles did at Pentecost. Peter then had them baptized after they had received the Holy Spirit through believing the words that Peter was preaching. God can do anything, and you can know him. You can prove his existence. Thanks for listening. Glad you joined us. Please help us out by subscribing to our podcast and leaving a review. 
You can like and share it on social media if you think it might help someone else. Uh, please subscribe to our email list as well, just at the bottom of zenithministries.com. There's a place for that. We are now accepting signups for a one-on-one mentoring program, and that's found on our website too. Uh, please come partner with us as we lead others to the heights of humanity.